Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad that you've joined me tonight. Going to talk about an interesting topic, antibiotics. I was doing some reading today and specifically about medicines, over-the-counter, and prescribed medicines from a practical prepping standpoint. And I found a wonderful website called foodstoragemoms.com. There's a writer on that website named Linda Losley. And Linda wrote an extremely good and informative article, so much so that it impressed upon me that the information that she revealed would be shareworthy for my listeners tonight. So with your permission, indulge me please as I share with you some of the things I've learned about antibiotics. Now I will state clearly that Linda has also stated clearly that she is neither a doctor nor a nurse. She's just a mom and a grandmom just like me, who wants to learn and research and read and study and find as much information as possible on any topic that she's interested in, but she's also going to back it up with medical facts. Get into that in just a moment. Because her biggest fear would be getting in a grid-down situation where there could be the presence of injuries or illnesses, and then what are you going to do if you haven't properly prepped for antibiotics or even some over-the-counter meds? You know, even if your prescription bottle says refills available on an antibiotic. If something cataclysmic happened tomorrow, you're not going to get those refills. Your pharmacy may be closed, out of business, or completely raided and empty. Those kinds of things have happened. She also shares information from her own personal doctor about antibiotics. Now, going forward, You need to be very aware of any allergies that you have to medications of any kind. I have allergies to certain medications, and I'm quite aware of what they are and how I am affected by them. So you need to also take note of anything that you have a sensitivity or a complete resistance to. She also makes it very clear that she does not engage in the use of the fish antibiotics. You do see these types of products shared along throughout a lot of different prepper groups, a lot of different ideas about the fish antibiotics, and that's just not what we're going to cover here. We're actually going to cover the name brand well-known antibiotics that your doctor would prescribe for you. Okay, there's actually a top five list, and they're pretty broad, and I'm going to go through each one and indicate what their use is for. Antibiotic number one is amoxicillin. Amoxicillin is often prescribed for strep throat, any type of dental infections, sinus infections, usually the milder kind, bronchitis, and some bladder infections. Cephalexin, also known as Keflex, is prescribed for skin infections, staph infections, bladder infections, again bronchitis, styes that appear on your eyes, and any type of chronic conditions that may occur. There's another one called Ciprofloxacin, 
also shortened to Cipro. Cipro is a much stronger antibiotic for much more resistant bladder infections. It even is used in the episodes of anthrax. If someone has inhaled, particularly inhaled anthrax, they will get Cipro. Number four on the list is azithromycin, also known as a Z-Pack. Z-Packs are often prescribed as a larger dosage early and then a tapering off of the pills throughout the 5 or 7 or 10 day regimen, whichever the doctor prescribes. Z-Packs are prescribed for strep throat, very, very difficult sinus infections or much deeper sinus infections, very serious bronchitis, and also tonsillitis. Number five on the list is a medicine called Levofloxacin. Its brand name in the market is Leviquin. Leviquin is prescribed for pneumonia and diverticulitis and what the doctor would term worst case scenario sinus infection right up to hospitalization. Now what I found interesting about the rest of the article that Linda shares is that her doctor revealed quite a few interesting things about antibiotics. Most importantly, this doctor revealed that antibiotics, most antibiotics, are actually perfectly good to use even five up to ten years past their expiration date. I was astonished by that. I didn't know that antibiotics could hold that level of potency or efficacy, as they would say. Also, there are some times when you may find that you have leftover antibiotics, and before anyone starts clutching their pearls, let me explain a scenario where that could happen. You might be prescribed a bottle of pills, maybe 10 antibiotic pills for a 10-day period, or 20 pills, or however many antibiotic capsules or pills you're supposed to take. And let's say on day three or four, your doctor is getting your report from you that nothing's happening. You haven't been affected. He may prescribe he or she may prescribe a different antibiotic. And there you are with the leftover of the first prescription. The second prescription has a full dose and now you've got those pills. So you may actually wind up with some extra antibiotic that you did not complete because your doctor switched you to a stronger dosage. Had that happened to me when I was getting my daughter medicine and she tried, they always go for the the, the lowest level, they try to assault your body as little as possible and see if that works. And if it doesn't work, then they'll go to the next highest thing. And in my daughter's case, she actually had to land on the third antibiotic before her ear infections would even move at all. Her doctor had an interesting story to share about his own experience. He and a group of other doctors went to Haiti on that last devastating earthquake that was experienced. I don't know how many years ago now, but it's been just a few years ago, that most recent very, very sad earthquake meant much loss of life. And this group of doctors brought antibiotics with them from America. And as her doctor goes on to state, it's a good thing they did because the hospital ran out of every antibiotic that they had in their building in one night. And had these doctors and other humanitarian workers not shown up with antibiotics from America, there are many people that were very, very sick and injured, injuries to their arms and legs. And had they not had these antibiotics, they would have surely lost their arms and their legs. 
Mark and I were listening to a story as we were uh, traveling not too long ago, and there was a story of a very experienced bushcraft survival expert, and he was clearing some land in his bug-out location, so he was many miles away from civilization, and he was out there all by himself, and he was doing some wood chopping and stacking, and he experienced a very deep cut on his hand from his wood chopping. Well, he cleaned it and bound it with some gauze, and that was about all he did. Little did he realize that an infection was setting in, and in a matter of just a very few days, he was an extremely sick individual. And merely cleaning the wound was not attacking the infection that was quickly grabbing hold of his tissues. By the time he got himself to an emergency room, Again, several days later, he was so sick that they admitted him to the hospital, and in a couple of days, he passed away. And the doctors in that hospital remarked, oh, if he had only had a round of antibiotics, he would have had some pain and some discomfort, but he would not have been so infected with gangrene, and he would not have lost his life. Said all that to say this, I don't like to tell you scary stories, but I do need to share with you some things that actually do happen to people. You can get an infection from sometimes the very smallest thing. I've known of people that have had severe infections from a mere mosquito bite. Not that the mosquito was carrying a virus or something like that, just the bite. And the infection that came from their scratching and itching of that bite led them to a doctor visit and a round of antibiotics. Thank goodness we have them, because they are extremely important medicines to have. So again, let me go over that top five. I'm just going to list those top five antibiotics that you need to be thinking about. And then I'm going to share with you a very important conversation you can have with your doctor. So hang on with me, and I'll get that to you in just a second. Number one, amoxicillin. Number two, Keflex. Number three, Cipro. Number four, z And number five, Leviquin. Now, the writer of the article in foodstoragemoms.com indicated that she had a sit-down conversation with her doctor, very informative and very agreeable doctor, and she discovered that she could actually purchase pharmaceutical prescription antibiotics directly from the doctor's office. She would pay cash She would not use her insurance, and she would not have to go to the downtown pharmacy. The doctor was willing to sell her antibiotics straight from the office. She was paying 10% of what they would cost her at the pharmacy downtown, and she could often request and receive a 90-day supply. Now, why are all of those things important? First of all, it's very helpful as a practical prepper to have a doctor that has a very agreeable sense of and common sense notions about medicines and why we need them and why they would be important to have should we be unable to get to a doctor or pharmacy in some sort of a situation. So that's something that you may want to bring up with your doctor. And if I'm just going to be real talk with you here for a second, if your doctor doesn't want to have that conversation with you, or tries to put down what your thoughts and ideas are about the health and welfare of your family, I'm just going to be honest with you. If that were happening to me, I believe I'd find me another doctor. And I would keep looking for a doctor until I found one that had what I call good old common horse sense. Because a doctor needs to trust you 
just as much as you need to trust your doctor. Your doctor needs to know that you're not going to be some crackhead out here selling dope on the street. That's not what we're talking about. Your common sense doctor has to respect your common sense as a practical prepper and someone that would want to have proper human-grade prescribed medications for your health, your benefit, and for the health and benefit of those for whom you are responsible. So that's just what I wanted to share with you tonight, a bit of a medical podcast, something to give you some thoughts, something for you to think about when you are doing your practical prepping for your medications. I appreciate the time that you give me to share these things with you, and we do welcome your comments. We do welcome your emails. Hey, we even welcome it. If you disagree with us, please share that with us. You know, we're always trying to research all of our facts and share these with you. And we always want to try to strive to do better. And if we can do better, help us know how that is. And we'll try our very best to do better. You know, stuff can happen. So you need to be prepared. Take care out there, listeners. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that will help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.